0: welcome to another episode of we're watching star trek the original series as always i'm brandon here with paul
1: yo yo what's up people uh you know we're gonna do this uh so let's get it let's go
2: and dan bringing back giddy up let's get it started (laughs) that's
0: a terrible way to start what i guess would be the the new year for anybody that hears this since we're recording this on december 31st and it wouldn't come out until what i think the third so this is technically our first episode of 2024 woo
1: woo that's me clapping, by the way. That's my that's me tapping my little notebook clapping. <laughs>
0: um, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before uh, we did get started is that I did go to that convention. I did meet William Shatner, and I did meet uh, Walter Koenig. And oddly enough, that was not the highlight of the convention. It was uh, Christopher Sabat, Sabat whoever uh, or however he, he wants to say that name. Um, so, but that was pretty cool. So I did get autographs from both of them, got a picture with both of them. Uh, William Shatner doing pretty good for Nerd. I think he's like ninety uh,
2: he, two. Oh come on, uh, he might be even older than that. He might be mid nineties. I, th- I thought I looked it up and he was like ninety two or ninety three. He looks pretty good
1: because um, I thought he's hosting a. I thought i host, hosting like a yeah, game got, show or he's something. He's on the
2: History Channel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does history stuff, mystery thing, whatever. Yeah, like yeah, he was, he was still
2: with it. We had a, a
0: very short conversation because. Uh, his schedule was, like, super busy. When I got there, God, we got in at, like, 11-something, and he was doing his first photo op of the day, and then he had a panel immediately after that, and then, like, a lunch, and he had, like, 20 minutes to sign autographs, which, like, he didn't even get through his whole line at that point. And then he had another uh, um, uh picture section after that, like, for photos. So it was pretty busy, but, like, while we were waiting for autographs, there was, like, a media presence there, like, somebody was there with, you know, like, a local TV station or something, and while they were getting set up, he was just kind of chit-chatting with everybody. And I had a, a really short conversation with him. But, uh, yeah, he was he was with it for, like, 92. I
2: was like, yeah. all right. Well, as as yeah. I, I, It just goes to show if you stay active, uh, your body and mind will stay sharp even later in life. He, he was yeah.
1: on the show. What show was I watch? He watched it on some TV show where, like, a bunch of old guys went and did stuff. Like, uh, went on adventures. <laughs> or, uh, I swear it was like, man, what was that show called? It was, like, him I, and, like. <laughs> like a football, uh, old football player or something, a bunch of older guys, they all, they all got together and went to like Japan, all the different countries or whatever, I swear. And they went together and it was hilarious. What was that? I show? hope that's the name of it. Like a bunch of old guys. I, can't remember, I swear it was him, like him and a bunch of different older guys with the different countries and uh, experienced it for the first time, like a tourist or whatever. And it was hilarious. I can't remember what it what it's huh. called. All of a sudden Man, I, I watched it, it. was funny. Yeah.
0: Uh, Walter, being the guy that plays uh, Chekhov, who we haven't seen in a few episodes, uh, he was in in good spirits. Like he was with it and uh, kind of an an ornery guy. Like he was throwing suckers at Jonathan Frakes, who was like the next booth over. I uh, <laughs> did not meet Jonathan Frakes or Brett Spiner. I was going to and then just opted to not wait in those lines. Did, did, you, t- was, like, did a- you tell Did you tell how you felt about him in the show? I did not. Well, he's. I mean, it's changed since you know. We you could have been like, "Well, I didn't like this. you at first. <laughs> you yeah. on me."
1: <laughs> like, listen, your character was awful. At His first, character was awful. You, he you started it first. Now he appreciates him. Huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, but he was a, a really, really nice guy. Uh, actually, everybody there was super nice. Um. But yeah, that was cool. I'm gonna probably go back to that convention next year, hoping they can get like George Takei or something.
1: Yeah. But, next uh, year I'll have to plan it out. I'll have to show it myself.
0: Yeah, we got we got a whole literal whole year for that. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. And uh, today we are covering Season 2, Episode 23, The Omega Glory. Uh, Original air date, something around March 1st, 1968. And, uh, oh, yeah, we are Twitter at WWST underscore podcast. There's that. Um, So the episode starts with the Enterprise flying as it does. And Sulu, who it's nice to see him still, uh, he announces that they're approaching planet Omega 4 and he says that there's another vessel that's already orbiting the planet. So Kirk has uh, Uhura sound an alert for some reason. Like, I figure, like, seeing other ships is kind of a regular thing, but all right. Uh, but he has Sulu do a long-range
1: sensor scan, and Sulu reports well, I, that it's I a assuming USS Exeter. I assume they can't identify the ship, though. I assume that anytime a ship is in the vicinity, they got to do alert just in case.
0: Well, what's weird is that... They did the alert first, and then he did the scan to see who it was. Like you could, they scanned it from that range, found out that it was a USS Exeter. Probably could have done that before alerting the whole crew for nothing. Yeah, but, but he knew I mean, it's, his, it's his ship. Yeah, it's his ship. And uh, then I was wondering why that ship is named. Like, what is the Exeter? And the Exeter or Exeter is a city in England that dates back to the Roman era. So there you go, oh, like, okay. old English city. Uh, But Kirk has Uhura try to contact the ship as he talks about how the Exeter was patrolling in the area six months ago, but he didn't hear about any trouble that it had. And Uhura receives no response, and Sulu reports that the sensors aren't showing any damage to the ship. So Kirk has them magnify the image on their screen by three, and uh, he decides that uh, he wants himself and Spock and McCoy and Lieutenant Galloway in the transporter room to board and investigate the Exeter. So uh, they go to the transporter room, and everybody there sets their phasers on heavy stone, and then
2: they transport to the Exeter's engine How room. How did Spock and them get to the transport room before Kirk when Kirk was literally walking that way to tell Ahura to get a hold of everyone?
0: Well, he had to go down the lift, down the turbo lift, and then, like, I don't know, walk like around some corridors and Bones or something. Maybe they the were close. Something. Yeah, maybe they were close. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they, he took a long time. Maybe he stopped to right pee on the- his way there. They did stop think go to the, the teleport
2: room. I'm like, hey, we're going to be
0: asked to go anyway. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. As soon as that alert sounded, they're like, we might as well just go. Like, just uh, oh, go I- to the go to the transporter room. You
2: know what? I'll accept that. Spock's like, oh, here we go.
0: More importantly, what I want to know is, so they scan this thing. There's no damage. They find, I presume, that nobody's on board, and they decide that they are going to transport over to investigate with absolutely no protection whatsoever.
2: I mean,
1: they had yeah. phasers. Yeah, he means PPE, man. I, <laughs> they, 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 yeah the one time remember they had the um the yellow suits on all the time ago they, yeah they had all, all the way back in the beginning yeah they had space suits on that one time and the guy Since, took his stupid glove off and yeah, ruined yeah, everything yeah like it, yeah so <laughs> they, like they just got rid of the
2: suits like <laughs> look yeah. Yeah, like, to so, properly. yeah we're not gonna wear them at all yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah or <laughs> so maybe they like like come up with like a shot did. system where they, like, they take a shot just in case or like i don't know something i get what you're saying just wild. Well, like absolutely it, zero protocol. I think this is the first time, though. Is that first, like, ship-to-ship transport? Um, Like, I was thinking about I, that. Like, like uh, I know that they've gone to at least another
0: non-Federation ship. Because, uh, what was that? Corbomite Maneuver? Yeah. No, it wasn't Corbomite Maneuver. It was the one with the big glowy cube thing. Yeah. Where they well, I know they transported
1: the ship before, but, like... I, this time they they went ship to ship and they actually said where they're gonna land at. Normally it's just they're gonna yeah. land somewhere random. I'm like, oh, right. go to the engineer room. That's kind of smart. Like when they said that, I was like, oh, all right, cool. Because they never do that. They always just go to some random, like a random. Oh, let's go let's go in the middle of town. Like, yeah,
0: just hope they get somewhere close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they get to the Exeter and they start looking around and then Spock finds uh, a couple of uniforms with a pile of white crystals in there. And good thing Scotty's not there because we know he would have had a party <laughs> with the crystals. you you're lighting them up. Uh, he and Kirk suggest that it's the crew of the Exeter and that they were still in the uniforms when whatever happened to them happened to them. And so they think that that's just people in crystal form. And we get the show opening. And I really I liked the opening to this, like I, the pre-opening, I guess, like they
1: set up potentially a really good story um i also thought mystery. that uh when i saw them turn to crystals i thought in hey, the last episode we just watched where a guy turned somebody to a rock and crushed them yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i'm like they're taking this again i was like man i was like this did it. we just did this. Like, oh, this was a good way somebody turned somebody to dust and crushed them i was like oh here we go yeah yeah you know, it, it, it would mile. be a pretty horrible way to go yeah oh yeah well once and you find you out it. once you find out later why, why all the crystals there you're like oh man that sucks yeah
0: uh, and I think they were touching them, so that's pretty gross. Uh, probably also not a good idea. <laughs> like, just just you know zero just zero touching? precautions for this. <laughs> and, and, like, McCoy's a science guy, like a, a health guy. And Spock's a medical professional lifestyle. and Spock's a science officer. You just grab somebody's butt just so you know you just touched his butt right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, just, look at that crystal
1: yeah. dust. Oh, my God. How could you?
0: <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're just, like, breathing them in. But, uh. Yeah, we get the opening. We come back and McCoy scans the crystals as Kirk makes an announcement that the Exeter's or over the Exeter's intercom, and he's just asking that anyone that might be there respond to the engineering section. But instead, Spock responds, and he says that he and Galloway are in the lower levels and they've only found uniforms and nothing else. And so Kirk asks them about the shuttlecraft, and Galloway answers, and he says that all four of the shuttlecraft are still on the hangar deck. So then he orders them to just meet him
2: on the bridge. You know, thank God also these uh, starships don't have Roombas because there'd be no evidence left of crystals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> be yeah. You know, that's funny is that they don't have like an,
0: an automated cleaning system that we've seen. They do just have like janitors walking around. Which this is the
2: future. So I feel like that wouldn't be a thing at that point.
0: Yeah, you could just literally have Roombas. I mean, the whole damn thing's carpeted. Wait, what janitors? Have we seen janitors? Yeah, I think we've I'm pretty sure we've seen at least one. I have not been paying attention at all. I have not noticed any
1: janitors. I, I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. but no, I'm you're not probably sure. right. That I
2: start shipping someone is cleaning yeah, it. I, we know so, somebody's yeah.
1: cleaning. I just haven't noticed if I've seen somebody cleaning yet. Like somebody in the background cleaning at all. I'm just, I'm just curious.
0: Maybe the crew has like a dedicated day that they just clean. They got to do TPM. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a captain's log, which is really weird because you would normally get those after like a commercial break or something. But we get one just kind of in the middle of everything here. And Kirk just explains that uh, it just explains the situation on the Exeter, and he says that it was commanded by Captain Ron Tracy, one of the most experienced captains in the fleet. Which he always says anytime he mentions like a captain or a commodore or something, he's like, "Oh, he's one of the most experienced. He's the best." Like they can't all be the most experienced captains in the fleet.
2: <laughs> well, how else do you become captain if you're not, you know, the best? They can't all be the
0: most experienced. <laughs> like one of well, them has more experience than the other ones. He said he said one of he just, though.
2: He didn't say the yeah, most. He yeah. said one of. Kirk, he, just, Kirk, Kirk he needs to be the hype man for the, the Federation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I one feel of like he just hypes up pass. the captain
0: so he feels like he's in really good company. He's like, see, I'm with them. They're
1: great and I'm great. We're all just great. <laughs> when you when you use the term one of, you get a pass. Like, oh, he's one of the best, blah, blah. You get a pass for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then yeah, again, I'm the assuming that like there. most captains are like revered because as few ships there are, there's only a few captains. Opposite it's just like like a quarterback, like a quarterback, for instance, or, in football. Yeah, that's a re- revered position. I'm assuming that the captains respect the other captains because they know how hard it is to become a captain. So I'm assuming that yeah. you, very rarely do you hear a captain misspeak of another captain. That's why later on when uh, Kurt realized what happened, he's like appalled by the captain's actions because the captain's actions are contrary to what it is to be a captain. So like, right. I, I think it's, it- I think it's more about so the respect captains have for each other. It would be funny
2: though, out of nowhere, like, "Oh, this guy sucks. He's an a hole."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's led guy. by Ron Tracy, one of the biggest jerks <laughs> I've ever met. I, I hate this <laughs> captain. He just, he's so yeah. cocky. We haven't got one of them captains yet. We haven't got one of them real cocky, like I'm better than you captains yet. Like, yeah, we got commodores that way. We haven't yeah, got commodores a for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, you enough like to move that, up yeah. yet. You have to be a little bit more cocky
2: at the end of the <laughs> yeah. you think you
0: you think you move up because you're like that, or are you like that because you get there? Ooh, just a you like that, like that
1: because you, it's, a, it's a combination of both.
0: As you move good, up, forget where you came yeah.
1: from. As you become yeah. group leaders, things like that, you know, leader of the groups, you start, you know, get a little cocky, things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that does happen. So we're on the bridge, and Galloway tells Kirk that, that the helm was, on, was left on automatic. And so Kirk has Spock go play the last log tape, hoping that the crew maybe had some time to record what happened to them. And then McCoy, he tells Kirk that the tricorder's analysis of the crystals are uh, potassium of 35%, carbon 18%, phosphorus 1.0, calcium 1.5. And he has basically all he needs to do a
2: human transmutation and get the people back. So he's pretty much set there. The human transmutation is taboo. Did did you check to see if that's what uh, the human body actually contains? I mean, obviously they contain those elements, but that percentage...
1: Oh, I'm curious. Yeah, I, d- I did not. I did not. I, I do know
0: that Edward Elric was incorrect in Full Metal Alchemist, so I assume <laughs> this is also incorrect.
1: <laughs> I, I, assumed he was, I assumed he was correct.
0: Yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, there's probably more than that, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But he did say uh, that the crew didn't leave, and he says that uh, the white crystals are what's left of the human body when you take the water away, which makes up 96% of our bodies. And he says that without water, we're all just three or four pounds of chemicals and something crystallized the crews down to the piles that they're seeing. So could he just dump a bunch of water on them and they just come back?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's got to cu- rehydrate. I, That's I, all. I was curious why there wasn't like a um, a system where they could do that. Because I like, uh, but then your brain would evaporate. Yeah, just, just evaporate, scoop them up and put them in the rehydrator for a little bit, re- a couple re- I, hours. Just hydrate them right this, back up. I was kind of surprised if it didn't like that, that would happen. Like, oh, we got to put them in blah, 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 so We got a medicine, and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Well, yeah. Okay, so
2: imagine getting you know, all the water ripped out of you and I mean, turning those elements, how painful that would be. Wouldn't the reverse be just as painful? Like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm regrowing <laughs> all my body parts at the same
0: time. It, it depends on at which point you gain consciousness. If it's first, then yes. If that's the last thing you get, then no, it, you're fine. Uh, but Spock pulls up the surgeon's log and he plays it for Kirk. And they show it on their big screen there. And it's a video of a guy chilling in the captain's chair. And he says that if anyone comes aboard the ship, they're dead men. So it's really good, I guess, to leave that warning on the ship and not broadcast it out into space or anything. Just like, hey, if you're watching this, you're
1: screwed. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, though. Like, okay, so they got on the ship, right? Technically, were they infected right now? I don't know. Or what? Or once they hit the planet surface, they were they infected? I was wondering that also. Yeah, I don't know if it's an airborne thing. And then once again, where is their PPE? Because once you realize this dude just warned you that there's some kind of disease going on, yada, 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 why wouldn't you be like, hey, transport us over some uh, gear, and then then we can go to the planet?
0: Right. Oh, yeah, the gear that they should have had to begin with. Yeah.
1: Transport us over the gear gear to protect ourselves, and then we can go to the planet. But they went on there not wearing nothing again. I just, I don't, like. Yeah. Like, I, look if I'm they, if they were fishing with their ppe
2: would be no we would never have any
1: stories without <laughs> well, no. they, did. Yeah. <laughs> they did everything by the book yeah, you know, never but still they anybody. would have had to they still would have had to try to save the people like the the, the uh, silver figure out disease right. part like because yeah. they would, they, would have, they still have figured out i'm just saying in general though i just find it kind of weird that they they don't have like a a, a protocol some kind of clean protocol still i just for a, a show that's so smart of of reference or whatever, not having a, not having like a clean protocol, I find it kind of weird. Yeah. Do you know who wrote this episode? Mm-mm.
0: Gene Roddenberry. Did he? Gene Roddenberry wrote this.
1: Oh, okay, that would that kind of okay.
0: It makes a little sense. No, now. that does not. I don't, I don't think that gives him a pass. I think it's still <laughs> absolute trash writing. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they're dead men when they get on the ship, and they can't go back to their own ship. And the guy on the screen says that their one chance is to get down there, which I assume means the planet and not, you know, down there.
2: Uh, well, I, when they said to, down there originally, I thought like, the lower decks. And I'm like, what the hell is on the lower decks that's going to help them? I did yeah. not think of the planet, actually. <laughs> he needs you to go to his lower decks.
0: Uh, but he starts to say something about Captain Tracy, but then he just falls out of his chair and turns into a pile of dust. And Kirk then orders them to go down to the planet's surface, and he... Kind of looks over and you see like a pile of clothes on the floor. That's It was in some like, there's some crystals and that was the guy from the log. So that's pretty good. He looks down. He's like, oh man, like that's that guy we were just seeing on the screen. Uh, but they transport down to the planet and they end up in like a village. And then they hear some voices and they hear a woman scream in the distance. And then they go to investigate because why the hell not? And they show up and there's a group of men. And uh, they're holding another guy and a woman. And the guy is about to be beheaded. And so Galloway draws his phaser, but Kirk's like, "No, we're not gonna do that. We're just gonna watch this beheading." And the headsman is about to behead their captive, and somebody just like yells something, and they all turn around and they look at Kirk and his crew instead. And then I noticed that everybody was carrying katanas, and I was like, "All right, that's pretty cool. Like they made some <laughs> some sweet swords."
1: We're, we're good about to behead design. this guy
0: with an axe for some reason. I like the costume <laughs> you, design. You have like you have like the sharpest, like most well made sword in history, and you are about to behead someone with an axe.
1: Yeah, that's you Always be happy with acts. You Don't be happy with katanas. Come on now.
0: Well, unless you're from you know feudal Japan, then you don't behave with
1: <laughs> axe. I assume that's what these people uh, are we, from, right? I assume that's what this reference is, right? Um, because I f- don't f- know. for the for There's the timing a mixture of cultures here. Well, I from the timing, like I assume that were the this 1960s, so World War II already happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Therefore. I'm about to keep my history terrible here. That's Pearl Harbor, right? Yeah. Okay. Was full, yeah. Pearl Harbor. So I'm assuming that this whole episode is a reference of like kind of a, there like a uh, idea of their war descendants having a war on a different planet. I'm assuming that's what this, that references to this. Like, I, I believe they um, just had a,
2: I, I, I just believe the planet just naturally had a war between the, the two, uh, the two races or the two people.
1: Well, I don't know. It's kind of weird because, like, they got the Asian people, then they have the the white people, and then they have the the well, the Yanks, they will call them, you know, and they have the the thing yeah. going on. So, like, in my head, I went to like, okay, Yankee, like USA versus Japan. I'm assuming, and then like they just took that whole concept and moved it to a planet, and made, and that's why, the, and that's why it's this way. I, I assume that's why, and that's why they send the descendants of future.
0: See, this is. This is one of those episodes for me where I know that every episode has a message and like it has a lesson in it. And I really just try to enjoy shows for what they are and mm-hmm. not look for like the the meaning that, you know, is in there. I just try to enjoy it for its entertainment value. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tried to do with this. And they, they made that really difficult <laughs>
1: towards yeah. the end of I, this episode. Well, that, it, uh, well toward, the, toward the end, it went li- really right. Left. Left, yeah. however you say it. So end, I, was yeah, like, okay, I know then what you're saying, it, yes. It went the left toward the end, and I was like, uh, okay. I just, yeah, like, why? And well, the, Gene wrote it. that's why you and wrote it. He had probably had, yeah. put some kind of message or make it a little special or whatever. And unfortunately, like, unlike other episodes that were really cool that did the messaging behind it, you know, like the Nazi one or whatever, you know, like yeah. this, this put it in. And I was like, uh, why? Yeah. And that's, like, the thing for me specifically is, like, I know
0: that sometimes people bring up for us, they're like, oh, man, like, you totally missed this connection or, like, you missed this. And it's like, I miss those willfully. <laughs> I'm just watching this for the entertainment value. Like, none yeah. of this is going to teach me a lesson that I haven't been taught already. Yeah. Like, I'm really just trying to enjoy the show without injecting all that stuff into it where I know it's already there, but I don't want to put any more into it than is
1: already there. Yeah, I don't, like, I just uh-huh. didn't get it. Like this, that was a little, is a little confusing. Well, my, I'll say my mind did not go to
2: World War Two uh, when, I, when, uh, like when you said that you had like the Asians and the yeah. white people. I just like, oh, I just saw two people or two groups of people that
1: seemed that they just didn't like each other.
0: Yeah, but I, that's what it but, seemed to be until the last like ten
1: minutes. Well, if you notice, so but he calls him. I think he calls him yellow something. I think yes. He's, he's oh, he, whatever. We will get to that. Yeah, yeah. We will get yeah, yeah. to that yeah, he, one. He comes other people, whatever. Which is a reference. Which is like an old reference to them. That's why. That's why my brain went there immediately. Because later on he says something like that. Which is a, which is wildly racist when he says it. But <laughs> yeah. you know, but
2: like I, I I totally missed that part. So when we come up to it, I'll I'll be yeah. interested.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a wild racist thing to say. It's, but like I, I knew it. I, I, I was like, okay. <laughs> like.
0: Before we get to that, I will say it's a it's a product of its time. It was a different, the, you know, it was the end of the '60s. It's yeah. not, you know, the '2020s. It was it's a different time. Yeah, and that's that's really all that I can say about that. So yeah. you know, d- different standards then.
2: Yeah, and I totally missed it. So I'll be the rest of the here because I don't remember yeah, I, I have that. the quote. I have quote. All
1: right, let's go.
0: Uh, written by Gene Roddenberry. Um, yeah, so Kirk and the others, uh, they approach the whole group here, and the the headsman, whose name is Li Yang, he starts to swing at Kirk, but somebody interrupts him and tells him to put the axe away. So uh, Kirk then tells his crew that the man that interrupted, he's kind of standing off to the side, he's like, oh, hey, that's Ron Tracy, greatest captain to ever live. He doesn't say that, but I feel like he would. Uh, Ron Tracy approaches Kirk, and he shakes his hand, and he says that he knew someone would go looking for them, but he's sorry that it had to be Kirk. And he says that he's glad that Kirk's arrival stopped the beheading, which he was apparently just like watching in the corner. He's like, I'm glad you stopped that <laughs> thing. Like, I could
2: have stopped it. I didn't want to do it, but I'm glad you did yeah. it. I was well, just going to let it go.
1: Technically, i are not supposed to interfere. So, technically, if he'd watched it, that would have been following protocol. He's done a yeah. lot of
2: interfering. So, I'm sure he's the At this the moment, beheading. though, we
1: don't know. At this moment, we're like, oh, he's following protocol. He's not interrupting. Chop the head off.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, and, and Kirk didn't interrupt that. Uh, he just happened to be the interruption. Like, somebody noticed him and yelled. He didn't actively stop it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tracy tells the man next to him, whose name is Wu, to lock up the savages, which is, again, a product of his time. Uh. So Wu points out that Kirk and the others carry fireboxes. Oh, fire he, called, boxes. he called the white
2: people savages, didn't he? Yes. The Yankees, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they can lock me up with the female one.
1: <laughs> I'm, de- I'm i have a note outfit, about though. that here in a second
2: <laughs> we, haven't a note about yet, that.
1: we haven't got I'm there sorry. yet man we have for the great jokes
0: uh, yeah Wu points out that kirk and the others are carrying fire boxes which is their phasers uh but tracy just tells him yeah, like yeah go lock those people up and then they they take the people away so ron tracy explains to kirk that the prisoners are called yangs and it's impossible to even communicate with them and he says that there are hordes of them out there and they'll attack anything that moves. And um, this is my note that says that they can't be too savage. Like, you see that girl's skirt? Like, that's high fashion. Like, there ain't no savages out there dressing like that. Like, like come on. That's that's desirable clothing. Uh Spock finds it interesting that the villagers know about phasers. And Tracy just kind of gives him a sharp look as is to say, shut your stupid mouth. And uh, Kirk asks what happens to get him stuck alone in the planet. And Tracy explains that their scanners revealed the planet to be perfectly harmless, and the villagers, called Combs, were friendly enough once they got over the shock of his white skin. So he points out that he resembles the Savage Yangs, and so they were initially unfriendly to him. And he says that his landing party transported back to the ship, and he stayed to arrange for the planet survey with the village elders. And he says that the ship called him and said that the landing party had taken an unknown disease back to the ship. So his entire crew is gone, And he says that he's just as infected as they were and that Kirk and the others are also infected. Uh, But he stayed alive by staying on the planet because there's some natural immunization that protects everyone on the planet's surface. But he doesn't know what it is. So we get a lot of exposition right there. So uh, McCoy notes that they're lucky to have found the log report or they'd have gone back to the ship. And Tracy says that they would be dying by now if they'd done that along with the rest of the Enterprise crew, and that they'll all stay alive as long as they stay on that planet. But none of them can ever leave the planet. Of course. So Kirk then gives another mid-Captain's log here, explaining that the Enterprise has moved into close orbit, and though he seems to be stranded there, he faces an even more difficult problem, which is the growing belief that Captain Tracy has been interfering with the evolution of life on the planet. And he says that a captain would give his life and the lives of his entire crew rather than violate the prime directive, which, which is not true because that
2: man violates the prime directive yep. all the time. I, I, I guess it just depends on how much you do it. Like, oh, just a little bit's okay, but... He has destroyed civilization's <laughs> yes. gods. We, we brought he it, has we, wrecked civilizations
1: and drastically changed them. We brought it up, up, brought it up them many times before. Here's constantly. the thing, though. Up to here, I'm actually with this episode. Like, up to yes. here, it's not that... Like, it doesn't bother me. Uh, like... Like the, um, like the whole, he's breaking the prime directive. There's a, uh, and then the war going on right now. Like I'm in like, even even though like later on it goes left. Like right now, this is, this is very good um drama. You don't need to add nothing else to this. Yeah. Like you don't need to add nothing else. Like right now, this is good. Like don't be, and this is what happens. They'll, they'll in a minute they'll keep adding, just keep adding and adding, and adding on to the drama, trying to make it more interesting. But you just ruined it. Because because yeah. uh, because Kurt, Kurt struggled from him breaking the prime directive, and their war going on would have been a nice story.
0: Yeah, and midway through this episode, I thought back to our last recording when you read the uh, synopsis of this episode, and I was like, "Where the hell is this American flag they keep talking about?" And then it showed up, and I was like, "Okay."
1: Yeah, oh, but like yeah, this this whole episode. I'm like, or, "Did we? Am I watching the wrong one?" Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or. They could have brought that back. They could have brought that in way earlier, you know, as some kind of yeah. point of reference way earlier. Like, like show us the American flag, people. Wait, like American flag, people. Way, way earlier, and then we we'll, are like, come on, wonder why that's a thing, and then, and then bring it up later, and then see them do their little anthem and realize, oh, they were, you know, something like it. Just the whole right. episode, it was just weird. This, it's bad.
0: Yeah, it felt like two episodes that they combined into one. Like they had enough. Like they were trying to make two different episodes, couldn't flesh them both out, and said, "Screw it, we're going to stick them together." But yeah. Gene Roddenberry wrote this, so I doubt that they could have even put
1: a they could put a flag patch on them. You could have seen the the people coming in and still the American flag at the beginning, like beginning of the episode. You could have yeah, seen. I think it was supposed to be like a big reveal. Y- yeah, but yeah. The, the, the reveal was not good. It was awful. <laughs> like yeah, like it was awful. Yeah, like we could have saw in a distance, like is that American flag or something like, we, like something about it. Like it was just why well, when they bring it up later, I was like, why would you bring bring it in? Like it didn't make any sense.
2: I, I started piecing together when to kind of jumping ahead the with their both in the prison cells, and Kirk mentions freedom, and uh, yeah, the the guy says freedom. That's a, you know a holy word word word, and I'm like, wait a minute, how how these people know what you know the word like how do they know that word?
1: And right. uh, you tell me these these little uh, these little Asian guys didn't say freedom ever? Never said it, not once. <laughs> so they a lot of people once. up, dude. Don't even give, we haven't been there yet, bro. Uh, we haven't been there, so I can't even okay, wild out. Yeah. But like, you know, they never said freedom once. Like, like we yeah, never said track. take your freedom. They never said we're gonna like. Oh man, they, they yeah. haven't watched Braveheart, so they didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they haven't freedom. made it yet.
0: Yeah, for real. Uh, So we're still on the planet, and McCoy's on comms with Ahura, and he asks her to relay to the the lab that the final reading on their tissue is Y3X.004. I thought something so specific was going to matter later. It does not. Uh, And he says that he could use a second blood analyzer unit, so she says that it'll be down shortly and just hangs up on him. Uh, McCoy tells Kirk that their tissue is definitely showing massive infection, but something is immunizing them or they'd have been dead hours ago. Kirk doesn't think that they're going to have time to isolate whatever this thing is. And McCoy just kind of rambles about how it could be anything. It could be spores or pollen in the air or some kind of chemical. He says that finding it could take months or even years, which would just be more months. And he says that uh, he only has one lead. Which the infection resembles one developed on Earth during their bacteriological warfare experiments in the 1990s, and thankfully I must have missed that because I grew up in the 90s and I don't remember that happening. So, <laughs> bad, bad prediction on their part. Thank you. Like, no, thank no, you, thank you, you you're
2: one. not. You're just not Nelson Mandela effect. You just don't remember it happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happened. I just choose probably talking about the,
1: the COVID wars.
2: Yeah, or the anthrax scare or something. Was
0: that 99? No, that was 2000s. Like, yeah. Was, wow.
2: I, yeah. Maybe it was the AIDS scare. Like the AIDS with the. Biological
0: 80s, ones. I think, wasn't it? That was more 80s. Yeah, it's kind of in the 90s. 90s
2: also. 90s.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, but suddenly, Spock bursts through the door with an injured Galloway, and he says that it was a Yang lance. So apparently, they just got lanced. And they move Galloway, just drop him on some very uncomfortable-looking sacks on the floor. And uh, Spock explains that they were about 100 meters from the village when five of the Yangs ambushed them, and they managed to escape without firing. So Kirk asks Spock... Uh, if he sees any hope that the Yangs can be reasoned with, and Galloway, who was not asked the question, decides he's going to answer anyway. And he says no. He says the Yangs are too wild and act almost insane. And Spock says that Captain Tracy is being quite factual in several statements. He says that the Yangs are totally contemptuous of death and seem incredibly vicious. And the Yangs also seem to be massing for an attack, which I don't remember Tracy saying that. He says that there are signs of thousands of them in the foothills. And he says that Tracy was less than truthful in one important matter. And he hands something over to Kirk. And Kirk takes a look at it. And they are phaser power packs that uh, apparently Tracy had used. Because that's what Spock says. That they're Tracy's reserve belt packs and they're empty. And were found among the remains of several hundred Yang bodies. But Tracy didn't ever say he didn't shoot anything. He wasn't like, oh, hey, it's me, Tracy, Captain Tracy. I didn't shoot anything here. Like, not once did he mention shooting or not shooting anything.
1: I think it's about him breaking protocol in general. Maybe he's supposed to mention that he broke uh, the prime directive.
0: Yeah, well, he's just, he said that like Tracy was not factual in one important matter, but like he didn't say oh, anything yeah, yeah, about yeah. Well, we protocol prime or prime directive or his interactions there.
1: We didn't see him say anything, but maybe they had a conversation off camera.
0: But that needs to be on camera. Damn it. Because I can't be expected to know things that I wasn't shown. <laughs> But Spock continues by saying that a smaller attack on the village happened a week ago, and it was driven off by Tracy and his phaser, and uh, he has found villagers to corroborate it. So he found a bunch of narcs, basically. Uh, McCoy tries to defend Tracy, uh, saying that he lost his... Okay, there's one of those things for me where, like, I don't know if it was a writing flub or if it was uh, a line delivery delivery flub, like like mine right there. And uh, McCoy says that he... Tracy lost his ship and his crew, and he found himself the only thing standing between an entire village of pleasantly peaceful people. And what? Like, between a village of peaceful people and what? Oh, yeah. He just, he just <laughs> never and just never finished his thought. <laughs> He's just like, I'm done now. I'm not going yeah. to continue to finish that. Uh, there's a couple of them like that in this episode, though. But Spock says that regulations are harsh but also clear. And he says that if Kirk doesn't act, he'll be considered <laughs> equally guilty, which is kind of trash. Uh, McCoy wonders why sh- why they should destroy what's left of Tracy by arresting him when they're all trapped on the planet with the villagers without a serum, which is a good point. Spock agrees to that. He's like, yeah, formal charges have little meaning now, but he says that Kirk must at least confiscate Tracy's phaser. So Kirk pulls out his communicator, and he says that the Starfleet should be made aware of something. But before he can finish that thought, he is interrupted by tracing enter- Tracy entering the room with his phaser
2: drawn, uh, along with several Yangs style. with swords. I just want to say really quick. There seems to be a recurring theme was Tracy just staying outside the door, waiting for dude, them yeah, to say something, episodes. just walk in.
0: This right <laughs> guy's got nothing better to do. And he's like, every time they say something, he's like, should I go now? No, I shouldn't. Damn, it should have gone. And then he just I like, like, I like, has to the wait the, for the um, next one. Like,
2: one I like time I can it let it slide, room. but this happened like four or five times. Like, what the hell's going yeah. on? Is
1: this dude just standing by the door? I like when he enters the room because uh, if you notice, like, he's covered in darkness. Like, they had a really cool angle. Yeah, So he looks menacing. And then as soon as he gives the old dude the boot scoot with the with the, with the phaser, I'm like, oh, bro, really? Like, he could have given the stun I'd have been, i out of it. Like, and still, it still simple like, hey, I haven't crossed the line. Like, once right. you gave him, the, gave him the, kill, the kill phase, I'm like, oh, bro, I can't even root for you anymore. Like, I hope you die.
0: But I figured Galloway was going to die, but I thought he was going to turn into crystals. Yeah, I did too. Oh,
1: okay. That would have been smarter.
0: Yeah, that was his whole purpose for being there was just to be killed.
1: Yeah, and I just um, – well, I just – I don't like the way he died though. Like I don't like the like I think it have been smarter if they get the character hit him with the stun. So like it seemed like he was team rede- was still redeemable. That way his betrayal later on was even more a little a little, a little, a little more harsh. Right. right now he did this. And uh, like, oh, he's a background.
2: Yeah, well, see, what we're he, talking
0: about here. I was, was gonna say
2: when I noticed that he had a red shirt on, I'm like, yep, he's dead. Not sure how he's gonna die yet, but he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> we we just got
0: introduced to him. <laughs> he's. Just a security guy. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Yeah, this is where... uh, So Tracy says that he's going to be the one sending out the next message, and then Kirk closes a communicator, and Galloway slowly reaches for his phaser, but Tracy sees all and just, like, blasts him and disintegrates him with his phaser. And uh, we got a commercial break from there. Come back. uh, Tracy motions for his men to take the crew's phasers, and he uses Kirk's communicator to call the Enterprise. Which Uhura responds, and Tracy tells her that Kirk and the others have beamed down too late for full immunization, and they've been found unconscious, but he's doing everything he can. So Sulu takes over, because he's the one in charge right now, and uh, he says that the whole medical staff will volunteer to beam down, but Tracy cuts him off, and he says that there's no point in risking more lives, since he's acquired some immunity, but then he gets interrupted by uh, Kirk, who lunges at the communicator, and he yells out for Sulu, but he gets knocked out by uh, a sword hilt to the back of the head. Tracy tells his men to kill Kirk if the rest of the crew says anything, and a man puts his sword to Kirk's throat as he's laying on the ground unconscious, so Sulu calls again. He's like, hey, you uh, you still there? And he asks Tracy to repeat his last message, but Tracy says that Kirk is just feverish and he's quite delirious.
2: You know, in, in this situation, the the clue in the Enterprise that something bad's happening, Sp- Spock should have sneeze, made, like, a sneeze, because he probably doesn't get sick, so, like, Why is Spock sneezing all of a sudden? Like, oh, (laughs) that's a red flag. It's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Masulu asked Tracy to assure Kirk that they're going to they have no problems on the ship when he regains consciousness. And Tracy's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll call you later and just hangs up on him. Uh, So it is later. And a guard is patrolling around Kirk's seemingly unconscious body. They just left him on the floor. Like, they just dumped him face down on the floor by <laughs> a table. And this guy's like, I'm just going to walk around this table
1: now. And then I'll so do Bust in the Room the again. Dan, you're right yeah. about that. I didn't notice that he Bust in the Room right when I... It's like dude, he's waiting outside the door is, for he's something He's waiting to by the happen. door again. What the heck? How many times did he do this, this episode? I didn't. I didn't it's a, wow, I can't believe he, he caught that, dude.
0: Yeah, like Kirk's just laying there, seemingly unconscious. Guys, guards just walking around him, and Kirk trips him and like tries to get his weapon or something. And yeah, Tracy just busts open the door with his phaser. and He's like, "That's oh, enough." Man, <laughs> like, no. Did you even
2: wait <laughs> he, out He's like this. the Kool Aid Man of StarCraft. Oh, how, how like
1: that- what an amazing observation, happened. dude! I'm so upset I, I didn't catch that. Oh, that's funny. He's like, I know he's going to try
0: something. He's just waiting out there for hours while (laughs) Kirk is unconscious. He's like, he's going to try something soon. I know he will. I can't
1: believe I didn't (laughs) notice that. That's shocking. Oh, man. That's crazy. So Tracy
0: orders the guard to leave, and then he sits down and he talks to Kirk. And Kirk says that per Starfleet Command, Regulation 7, Paragraph 4, but Tracy cuts him off and finishes it by saying that he must now consider himself under arrest unless in the presence of the most senior fellow officers presently available, he gives a satisfactory answer to those charges which Kirk now brings. And he says that those were the first words that duty required Kirk to say to him, and Kirk has said them, so he's basically good to go. So Kirk, uh, during this point, is secretly trying to loosen the bonds that have his hands tied. And he asks Tracy why he's doing what he's doing. And Tracy's like, oh, you're right to the point. Like, I I really like that. Thank you. So we get kind of an exposition dump where Tracy explains that no native to the planet has ever had any trace of any kind of disease. And he asks how long a man would live if all disease were erased. And then he calls in Wu. So Wu comes in and Tracy's like, hey, tell Kirk how old you are. And Wu says that he's seen 42 years of the Red Bird, which is absolutely pointless because Kirk doesn't understand a word of that. He's like, all right, so you're like 42, I guess. But Tracy explains that the Red Bird comes once every 11 years, which Wu has seen 42 times, making him 462 years old. And uh, I really like this shot here because Kirk looks at Wu like, well, you're how old? And Wu just gives him this smirk like, yeah, yeah. I've lived a while. <laughs> like like you, you haven't. Like, what do you got? Uh, but Tracy says that Wu's father is well over 1,000 and he asked Kirk, he's like, hey, you interested? Kirk's like, "In a thousand-year-old man? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> it's like, I like women. <laughs> it's, a, it's, not a, it's not a female. Kirk says that McCoy could verify all that, and Tracy says that McCoy will work if, quarters, if Kirk orders it to, and that they must have a doctor researching this. He says that the immunizing agent is a, basically a fountain of youth and virtual immortality or as much as man will ever want. Kirk asks who's going to be selling it, but uh, he just keeps working on his, his bonds, so obviously he's going to like break out sometime soon. So Tracy's like, alright, this is something I don't want Wu to, le- to hear. So he just tells Wu to leave, and, and Wu leaves. And Tracy says that it'll be for sale by those who own the serum. And McCoy is eventually going to isolate it. Meanwhile, uh, Kirk will tell his ship that his situation is impossible and order them to leave. And then when they're ready, they can bargain for a whole fleet of ships to come pick them up. Uh, but they have to stay alive. And if they let the Yangs kill them and destroy everything they have to offer, they'll have committed a crime against all humanity. And he says that that's slightly more important than the Prime Directive, which, I mean, he's kind of got a point here. Like, if, if they could pinpoint, like, basically immortality and, like, give that to everyone, I, I feel like messing up one civilization is kind of okay for that.
2: I, I get it. I understand where he's coming from. Even though his science is completely wrong on how it actually works, though, so, but, but we, yeah, but yes. the,
1: but we, he doesn't know that right now. We, oh we yeah, still, yeah, yeah. We, right. Yeah, we, we find out later, but at this moment, I get his, um, I get his, I get his where he's coming from.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I would yeah.
1: argue this: the road to hell is paved with
2: good intentions. Yep. Yes.
0: Um, but Kirk finds the proposition interesting, and he says he wants to think it over. So Tracy turns away, and then Kirk breaks free and, and tackles him. And they fight for a second, but Kirk is very easily defeated because apparently Tracy is a badass. <laughs> like, not only is he really good at busting in the doors <laughs> at the right time, yeah, for real.
2: he is a kung fu master. He put the work Kirk, on Kirk. That's what Kirk I said, too. took multiple losses to him, too, throughout the episode.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd think he would learn, but nope. Yeah, this is one of those, like, the older guy is a sm- is the more, the better fighter, which is, like, super. Hey, he's, he's the experienced he's, captain. He's the experienced captain, yeah. Therefore, he's able to over... Overtake, yada, yada, but Ben Kirk would whoop him, bro. We just see Kirk he's the aliens. champion
0: of their secret captain fighting ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Tracy calls guards and uh, they take Kirk to some cells where the other crew members and some Yangs are being held in the cells. Uh, Tracy orders McCoy to be taken back to his workplace and he wants Spock to be held in the other cell. And he tells Wu to tell his men that they'll be leaving soon to ambush the Yangs with many fireboxes. And the, uh, the Yang in the cell and the woman are the ones from earlier, the guy that's about to be beheaded. And he gives Kirk this kind of weird look. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I have a bit of a theory about this, which I forget what my theory was, but it turns out my theory was wrong. Oh, yeah, I thought that maybe, like, the Yangs were uh, the crew from the Exeter and that maybe they were, like, driven crazy somehow. And then this guy's just cooking this whole thing up. Bro, but no, I thought that not, would not have been case. a
1: great thing. Like, why wouldn't you make him the the ex-crew? or whatever, like, the the crystal I don't know why, I just thought it'd be good, but unfortunately, where it went from this about next, like, two minutes the episode just goes and I'm I'm done.
0: So Tracy asks Kirk what he thinks about the Yangs and he pushes Kirk towards the the guy who then lunges at him through the bars and Tracy says that they're animals who happen to look like them and he asks if Kirk still thinks the Prime Directive is good for that planet. Kirk says that he Doesn't think that they have the right or the wisdom to interfere, however a planet is evolving, which, again, he has shown otherwise many, many times. Uh, Tracy thinks that if logic won't work, maybe something else will, and he instructs the guards to put Kirk in the cell with the Yang. So the guards, they force the, the Yang back with some spears, and they open the cell, and they push Kirk in, and Kirk and the Yang just immediately start fighting, and Spock's just like watching from the other cell he's like well at least i get some entertainment
2: so this, this is nice you have some commentary too the, throughout the fight also yeah. which <laughs> yeah. is pretty he's good like, yeah,
0: keep, yeah keep 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 going you're doing well uh but yeah the 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 yang grabs kirk by the throat and just starts to choke him out so yeah kirk has taken some losses in this episode he just suddenly yeah. forgot how to fight i guess uh, meanwhile we go to the lab and mccoy's just working there and uh there's a, a guard there who has fallen asleep, and McCoy's, he's just kind of eyeing this sharp instrument on a table, and he reaches for the instrument, but then a sword comes down on the table near his hand, so he just, like, continues reaching and goes for, like, a glass of liquid nearby instead. He's like, nah, I wasn't
1: going for that. <laughs> no, come on, man. That's one of The bones drink. being
0: smooth. Yeah, weird, kind of just unnecessary scene. Like, yeah, okay, we get it. it like, he's not, you know, he's trying to get out, but didn't really need that. These
1: bones, I don't trust him enough rescue anybody. You know, no, I never, not, no, never, never answer. Oh yeah, bones are here to save the day. Not once have yeah. I thought that if it wasn't, if it wasn't a medical thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kirk is still fighting in the cell and he knocks the guy away and he asks Spock, who's close enough in the other cell that they could talk to each other. Uh, he asks him if the, the Yangs ever rest and Spock's like, well, not that I've observed, but if they <laughs> wanted to, one of them could rest while the other keeps you o- occupied. And I think Kirk would love to be
1: occupied by the female Yang. <laughs> The fact that he grabs her anyway, by the way, in a second, very uncurt-like. Yeah, like he don't really mess it like now. That's not really curt thing to do. Well, I thought. Well, let's just be but, clear, but I thought he was gonna, gonna choke her out She literally threw herself at him. Yeah, I, I thought he was gonna all choke her out. Do. Like, for say, i was, I'm thinking, yo, choke her out right now. Like, make sure that like, make him, like, yo, I would choke out your girl, bro, if you don't chill out. Like, <laughs> 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 like, like, I, <laughs> like, I thought that would be the thing to do. You know, ho- 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 like, be like, you do, if you don't chill right now, I would choke her out. Like, I would kill <laughs> yeah. her. Like, you better relax. Like, it would have been very un like at the same time. I'd have been like, you know what, Kurt? I get it this time, bro. Like, you need to, 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 to chill choking out. Her,
2: choking her out would have been the better option than just knocking her out. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Kirk sarcastically thanks Spock and he goes back to getting beat up. And he this is where yeah, he takes the, the the woman one as a hostage and then he releases her and pushes her towards the guy. So he lunges at the woman and notices that the man is protecting her. And then he pleads for the Yang to at least tell him why he's trying to kill him, and Spock's over there just praising him. He's like, Yes, yes, good job. Try to reason with him.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it seems really, to be working. Really weird.
0: <laughs> um the uh, the male approaches and then he and Kirk just fight again and Spock tells Kirk to keep trying uh, as the uh, the Yang's behavior is highly illogical. So Kirk says, he's like, he's being choked and he's like, well there's no point in repeating that, like I'm, I'm quite aware of that. And then he breaks free of the chokehold, and he flips the guy to the floor and Spock manages to reach through both cells and he does the Vulcan nerve, pin- nerve pinch on the woman and knocks her out. So the uh, male stops fighting and Kirk says that it's a pity that Spock can't teach him that move, and Spock's like, Well, I
2: have tried, so like
0: apparently Kirk just can't do it. I yeah. do like
2: though that they, they add that in, like, oh yeah, Kirk or Spock has tried to show Kirk how to do it.
1: Dude, there's there's like yeah. so many subtly good things in this bad episode. Like they have these good moments, like bad, 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 cool moment, bad, 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 bad cool moment. It's like, you know, like a Zack Snyder movie lately, you know? Like Yeah. <laughs> a lot of I feel like Kirk cool just moments.
0: doesn't have the strength to do that move. I feel like that's why he can't is, is
1: it a, we, well we don't know if it's a straight thing or is it a placement thing
0: we don't know that All right well, we know that Vulcans are like unnaturally strong that's true
1: yeah but you're presuming you're presuming that uh presuming well wow, presuming that it's a strength thing and not a not a like angle thing or not a right like, yeah. Not a pres- yeah he
0: might not pressure point. but listen if there's one thing we know about Kirk it's that he can't always find the spot <laughs> <laughs> he's he doesn't have any trouble with that. The woman's knocked out, and the male Yang moves over to comfort or protect her or whatever. And then we just we go to McCoy, and he's still doing some work. And somebody comes in to give him his food, but he just kind of shrugs him off. And then he looks up and sees that it's a pretty attractive woman, and suddenly he's more interested in her. Is the is the first uh, when's one? When is McCoy? When is he ever going to get some love?
1: I, I thought it would be this episode. He had episode. There was an episode later, earlier. I thought he had he met a girl. Remember On the the Ohio like, uh, planet, planet, Ohio nightmare planet. planet. Yeah. yeah, the Ohio planet, looks look like but Ohio, he, whatever.
0: But he got lanced by a horseback, by a knight on horseback. For that, <laughs> like, he just he just needs some some love, like un, like no strings attached. Doesn't have to get stabbed through the chest with a lance or a spear. You well, know, just give him some time.
2: Well, I thought the guard was kind of cock blocking him because it seemed like she yeah. was interested in him, like. McCoy's like, all right, this ain't so bad. Yeah, he said thank yeah. you. And, and he said, just gives he him a said look thank you like, twice uh... or whatever.
1: I thought there would be some kind of conversation between them. The way he said thank you and looked at her, and it was like a moment and thank you very much. And then, like, I yeah. thought there'd be something going on between them too, but that was kind of a, a wasted, like, another wasted scene. I mean, besides seeing a very attractive woman, you know, besides that. Yeah. Think, but then it, she was the only one we saw in the episode, right? I think so, the, yeah. The only Asian uh, female in the whole episode. Yeah, uh, I think so. Okay, so I wrote that down. Like that was that, and then we only saw the one female over here too. It's like it was weird. It, like I said, very weird episode.
0: Yeah, they only have a couple women on the whole planet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh no wonder why
2: they're so angry. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, we go back to Spock
0: and he's working on loosening the bars on the windows of a cell, and he tells Kirk that he's managed to loosen it up a bit, and that the mortar on Kirk's could be uh, equally as old. Kirk looks to his window and. He sees that the Yangs are in front of it, and he tells Spock that he couldn't get to it because they'd be on him in a moment. So he tells Spock to keep talking and not let him doze off, because apparently he's really tired for some reason. I mean, I know he's been fighting like all day, but fight <laughs> feel like died. your adrenaline at that point would still be high. He's adrenaline, probably got man.
1: a con- concussion. He's like, I can't fall asleep. Or <laughs> yeah. right, we'll like, I will die. I got beat up twice by this captain. I got beat up by yeah, knocked by the out by
0: a sword. Yeah. Um, Spock notes that Tracy mentioned that there was once a considerable civilization there, and the only reasonable explanation could be war. And he thinks it was a nuclear devastation or bacteri- bacteriological holocaust. And Kirk's like, yeah, that's interesting. And this is where he says, the yellow civilization is almost destroyed. The white civilization is destroyed. And I was <laughs> like, it's a sign of the times. It was a, it was a different, different time. You, you wouldn't write that now. So <laughs> we're just going to let that one go
1: well
2: I totally missed that comment
1: I did not hear uh, Kirk say that well this is the first time my brain went to the whole I was like oh yeah I guess it all is all Asian dudes and then I was like oh yeah American flag that's when I started thinking like this is supposed to be some kind of like World War II like world inf- infused type thing that's when I, when I got there when I first heard that yeah like, wow. I was just
0: just getting through it at this point uh <laughs> He tells Spock to keep working on the window if they're ever going to regain their freedom. And the male Yang, he's like, freedom? And he stands up and he says it again. And he's like, he says that that's a worship word, Yang worship, and Kirk will not speak it. So Kirk approaches him and says that it's their worship word too. And then then Yang's like, oh, but you live with the Combs. Kirk points out that he's a prisoner of the Combs, just like uh, the Yang is. So Kirk slowly moves to the window, and he starts working on the bars, and then the the Yang comes over and helps him out. And Kirk asks him why he didn't speak until now, and he says that Kirk speaks to Combs and that Combs are only for killing. So they pull a bar off the window, and Kirk turns around and tells Spock that they'll have him
2: out in a minute. Really? And Yang hits Kirk in the back of the head
0: with a bar. Really, Knocks him out.
2: I-, I thought they had a bond there, and I was actually shocked <laughs> that he got bumped on not the head.
1: I bro. I was like, yo, of course. I'm like, yo, hit it with that pipe. Pow! And I was like, how dare you turn your back to him, bro? Y'all were just fighting a minute ago. They, they like, had a moment. They had a it moment. Doesn't, Come it on. doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. You you, turn, you gave him your back, bro. Come on now. Look, this, I,
2: I this thought they got like, a mutual her. respect for each other. Like, oh, hey, we both want to escape. Freedom, you know. Yeah, we have no. some
1: common ground. Bro, they've been fighting the whole. Ep- they've been. He didn't. He didn't fault this guy. He found the episodes. Now you got to hit him the head concussion or whatever. He is not having, For the he's second having a bad day. time. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got to be like double concussed at this point. He's
0: Kirk is day. not going so to he, be oh, well. We,
2: we could argue that's why he turned his back. He just he's got a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind <making> of <all laughs> bad decisions. That's probably
0: why he wanted Spock to keep him awake earlier because yeah. of that like, first concussion. Now he's got a concussion on top of that. Like you. Kirk's gonna have brain damage by the time this episode's <laughs> over.
2: For real. Maybe this is where we get the classic Shatner that everyone talks about for Star Trek where he's all over the place.
0: <laughs> he just he decides from this point over that Kirk does have brain damage. He just didn't confer <laughs> with the show writers or anything. He's like, I'm going to play him with brain damage. Brain damage finale, yeah. And like, what are you going to do? Recast Kirk? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, so he gets knocked out and then uh, the Yang goes back to pull the rest of the bars off of the window and Spock's just over there calling out for Kirk. Kind of like half-assedly. He's just like, Kirk, Kirk, are you are you available? Are you there?
2: It, like, are are you okay? And also, I'm <laughs> um, so unconcerned. I, I was waiting for the guards to come in. Like, look, aren't you hearing? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, you, you you know when the guy gets, when Kirk trips somebody, but when someone's breaking out, you have no idea what's going on.
0: Right. Yeah. Where, where's the? Yeah. Why, why yeah. yeah. Where the Tracy to one. burst through the door? <laughs> 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 he busts in as Kirk's laying on the ground. He's like, oh. Oh, never mind. I thought he had the upper hand. I'm just—I'll go back out. I'm gonna <laughs> just, go wait. Just leaves. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait. Let me know when he wakes up. I'll burst through again.
1: And uh, uh random question: Where did these keys come from? Okay, yes. yeah, we're gonna get
0: to that right here. Okay, so we get a commercial break. We come back. Uh, Kirk wakes up sometime later to see that the Yangs are gone, and he asks Spock how long he was out. Spock says that it was seven
1: hours and eight seven minutes. Seven hours and, uh, and eight yeah. minutes. He was taking a <laughs> and nap. No one checked on him. Yeah, he, <laughs> he needed went to that sleep, nap, bro. Like that that's that's the regular sleep day. Seven hours? Like,
0: listen, at this point I'm getting like three to four hours of sleep a night. If yeah. somebody wants to knock me out with a iron bar for a seven hours for and eight seven minutes, hours straight, I would welcome that. Yeah, seven hours <laughs> yeah. and eight minutes, he says. It's cause he has to have brain damage. There's no way he's seven out, hours out that long without having brain damage. Nap. Like, oh, here we go. Yeah. So Kirk looks over and he sees just some keys sitting on a table and he walks away and he says he'll have Spock out in a minute. We don't know where the keys came from. We don't know how the hell they got them.
1: Yes. Why didn't he notice them to begin with to, to get them out? And nobody noticed the bars are missing on the window for seven hours and eight minutes? <laughs> right. Now nobody nobody checked on said, them, them food, l- nothing? Let's, let's go feed the prisoners. Hey, let's check on the prisoners. Hey, something of the sort for seven hours and eight minutes. Why can't you say, yeah. why can't you just say eight minutes? I, don't make, I might give you a pass. Yeah. Oh, it's been about five minutes. Oh, okay, cool. The guard
0: walks in to see what's going on. He sees that the bars are out. He sees that the guy is on. He goes, "I might as well leave
1: my damn keys and just (laughs) drops them on the table. (laughs) I do not. Oh, man. This.
0: I want to believe that Kirk got out through the window, mm-hmm. snuck around to the front of the building, mm-hmm. like Metal Gear solided his way all through the building to get the keys, went mm-hmm. back out of the building, climbed back in through the window and unlocked the cell from inside. That's what I want to
2: believe happened. It's <laughs> like, That was inefficient. <laughs> yeah.
0: like, what, what a terrible way to, to get them out of there. We yeah. still have no clue how he got those keys.
1: All we had to do was have the guard come check on him, have Spock do his little Kirk grip or uh, little Vulcan grip, Oh, then get the, get the keys out Yeah, it him. works every time. I, every I, time it works.
2: I feel like one of the guards is like, I want to make it interesting. I'm going to see if, uh, if I just happen to leave these keys right here.
0: Yeah, see if they get out. Yeah. So meanwhile, McCoy is still working, and his guard hears a sound outside the door. So he goes outside to investigate, and he gets attacked and knocked out by Kirk and Spock. Spock starts working on a way to contact the ship as Kirk checks in with McCoy. McCoy says that he, he's convinced that there was once a biological war and the virus still exists. He says over the years, nature built up a natural immunizing agents in the food and water and soil. And Spock says that the war created an imbalance and nature counterbalanced it. So Kirk points out that there is a disease and that it affected them and the Exeter landing party. McCoy says that the immunizing agent takes time and... And if the Exeter landing party had stayed a few hours longer, then they never would have died. I'm like, oh, like I get that one.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of things.
1: You see, in, in this trope right here, like it's actually pretty good, like trope, but there's so much other stuff involved in the situation that they're doing in here that I don't know what the issue is with this episode, but something is off. Yeah. Like, for all the really cool, like, that's a very good, like, um, like, oh, if they stay longer, they would survive. Like, I would never thought of that. That's a really cool, like, I, when I first heard that, I thought, wow. I guess I've never actually seen i I've never seen a thing before But it was like, hey, by the way, you got a disease, you're getting sick. Oh, just sit there and wait, and that's the like, cures yourself. Yeah, just like, hang, out, hang out. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, like, I, I, I might have seen it before, like, in something a long time ago, randomly. But, like, that that concept itself, like, for the 1960s, like, the, the complex... Part of it is actually kind of cool, but it's like, yo, why What is all this extra crap here, Gene, sir, Mister yeah. Roddenberry? What is all the extra crap? Like that's a really cool idea, but like all this other stuff is just thrown in here for no reason. And, and I like yeah. that idea. Like you could have made, you could have made it like a science episode where, like, you take the yangs out first of all. You know, you take the, you take the yangs out, or you use the uh, 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 the whole war part. That's kind of useless for this, or whatever. And you literally just focus on the disease, and you make our boy Bones the hero for the episode, or something like that. Like whatever you did, uh, you added way too much to it. It's just way too much. Yeah, let let him have a win. Yeah, like bones this, like this, just go outside and eat some dirt. You'll be alright. Like, this is a bones <laughs> episode. Like truly, they could have made the episode all about the disease. The war part is irrelevant. Take the war out, and just make it all about the disease. And figuring out why why we can't go home because people cause people are gonna die. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, I just, I don't know.
0: No, yeah, they they definitely had, like, the catalyst was the the wrong event. like Yeah. For the, like, they were on the planet because of the disease, but, like, the whole reason for them being there was because of this war thing when, like, it should have just been, yeah, like you said, just cut out the war.
1: Yeah, and he still could have had the captain be on the planet and realize that he still could have had his thing. it? Like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I, shit, I could have left all along. He, he, he still could have his thing where he was like, oh, he wanted to do the eternal life thing. I, he still could have his part. That part would still work without that war crap. You know, it could have just been yeah. him realizing that he could profit on this after everything happened. He wanted to get profit for, for it or whatever. You, I just adding the whole war thing and everything and the whole American flag thing is just, I don't know, irrelevant. Um, so yeah, Kirk thinks that they
0: can leave anytime they want now, and he says that Tracy thinks the immunizing agents can become a fountain of youth, and he tells Bones about the people there that are over a thousand years old. McCoy says that it's survival of the fittest, and their ancestors who survived had had to have a superior resistance, and they built up powerful protective antibodies in the blood during the wars, and uh, he says that if you want to destroy a civilization or the whole world, perhaps your descendants might develop a longer life, but he doesn't think that that's really worth it. I'm like, yeah, unless you're one of those descendants living for over a thousand years and you're like, hey, thank God they destroyed all of civilization so I could experience this. I don't know. Would you want to be
2: a thousand years old? He said poppycock.
0: Uh, Currently, no. But yeah, he did say (laughs) poppycock. I didn't take that note, but yes, he did. (laughs) Poppycock. Oh, that's poppycock.
1: Who uses that term ever? I don't know, but I'm I'm still in it, though. Bring Bring it back. uh, I'm going to use that sometime i use one and one day he'll get it. He'll give it nobody else can get a reference for me and him.
0: I mean a man is yeah. poppycock. He'll be you'll get the I'll, reference. I'll call you a stiff-necked thistlehead.
2: <laughs> and you're and, and when you're talking to your coordinators, they're gonna be really confused on why you're calling each other
1: names from the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? They're probably thinking it's our language, like no.
0: So Kirk argues that anything that McCoy develops as a result of all this is useless, and McCoy is unsure. He says that it might eventually develop a, a cure for the common cold, but he doesn't think it's gonna lengthen lives. And he says that he can do more for you if you just eat right and exercise regularly. But Spock says that he's ready to go and the device he made is quite crude and voice communication may not be possible, but they can at least signal the ship. And Kirk's totally cool with that. So uh, Kirk, Spock goes to use the uh, machine and suddenly a phaser beam disintegrates it and it th- just kind of like throws Spock away.
1: The the, phasers, the phaser little CGI things always funny to me. Like the little beam and the little little sparkles that go around it.
0: Yeah, the the remaster,
2: it it looks a little bit out of place. Tracy just keeps taking wins here. He's kicked Spock's ass. He's kicked Kirk's ass. He might actually be the best captain, though. <laughs> yeah, He might be the best captain. <laughs> yo,
1: look, look, if you look close at his hair, there's one hair sticking up that is wild in the back. In the back, there's one sticking up. It's like yo, <laughs> like they. And then I thought, yo, is that his real hair? He's like wearing a wig because like it, 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 the hair is everywhere, bro. And this is
0: one of my favorite setups too for something that happens uh, uh, here in a second. But like he throws up, uh, he throws. Yeah, he, he shows up in the through the doorway. And uh, he tells him that there will be no messages. And he asks Kirk if he set the savage free in the cell. And he says the Yangs must have been warned and that they sacrificed hundreds to draw him and his men into the open. And then they came. And he says they drained four of their phasers and still they came. And they killed thousands and still they came. Uh, So McCoy notes that uh, they have to get Spock to better facilities. He's like, you know what? All this is really uninteresting. Spock is dying. So we need to do something. And Tracy says that it's impossible because they can't carry the disease up to the ship with them. And McCoy's like, no, it's cool. We're fully immunized now. And Kirk says that they can beam up at any time. So Tracy, he gets really interested. He's like, asked if they've isolated the serum. And Kirk uh, very quickly moves towards Tracy. And he's, just, he's yelling at him. He's like, there's no serum. No miracles or immortality here. And he says that everything was for nothing. And Tracy tells McCoy to explain it to Kirk. And McCoy tells Tracy instead, he's like, you should leave medicine to the medical men and he says he says Tracy hasn't found the fountain you, see, you see
1: Kurt's like Kurt like really mad like Kurt's like yo bro you went through all this for nothing you killed all, all these people died everybody died for nothing like he's hot like I think Kurt about to beat him he up blasted my right
0: guy on the floor for no reason <laughs>
1: and, then, and then right after until right now like Bones explains it to him or whatever which I'm gonna say in a second and then like his reaction is kind of annoying to me it's not enough shock he's like whoa, whoa, whoa. like what tell him out tell, tell me. what do you mean what do you mean Ain't no serum like, explain it to me, like, like, explain it to me real dumb. Like, say it one more time. So you're telling me that these people just naturally are just living longer? Like, it's not a serum thing? Like, you know, like, they don't break it down, like, because, like, even as the viewer, like, for a second, he just goes, and I'm like, uh, wait a minute. He did say what I thought he said, right? Like, it doesn't really take you through, like, hey, explain it like, Look, these people live longer just because they live longer. Their disease is a whole other thing.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder so if it's, it's like kind of like a sunk cost fallacy to him. Like, he's put so much time and effort into this that he's not going to hear it yeah. any other way. Like, it has to be what he thinks it is be- just because he spent so much time and energy on it. He
1: just can't accept but, that but it's I not But I wish true. he would have said that. I, but, but, yeah, but I, I wish I, he would have said I, that, though. I kind of
2: have to agree with him Like, he, he just can't accept. He ignores like, it, though. I didn't have to just commit mass genocide on all those people.
1: Like Yeah, but he doesn't say it, though, so we know that he feels that way. He just kind of, like... It's it's 100% ignored. It's not like you're. It's not. It do not say you're lying. It doesn't say you're making it up. It doesn't, He doesn't say that like that one line to like let you know like yo he can't even believe. Yeah, he just has kind of a non reaction. Yeah, he's a non reaction. So the non reaction to me is kind of more like yo, bro. He just told you you wasted this whole time. Yeah, you killed. You've been killing people the whole time. You know, I heard acting wild, or whatever. For and your whole existence is for nothing. And your reaction isn't. It's so non reactive. And I think you should have some kind of reaction. Yeah. Then he should, like, I no, don't I know. agree. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, this is uh, McCoy tells Tracy that uh, he hasn't found the fountain of youth and that people there live longer because it's natural for them to do so. So at this point, Tracy just no sells that and he orders Kirk to go outside. and He says, I'll burn down both of your friends. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty hard line. <laughs> like that <goes> pretty hard. <laughs> uh, I'll
1: burn this whole building. Mc- down. Uh,
0: Kirk tells McCoy to do what he can for Spock and then he leaves with Tracy behind him and they go outside and. Kirk asks where everyone is, and Tracy says that they're dead or in hiding. And he, Tracy tells Kirk that he wants to see how eager Kirk is to die. And he tells him to call his ship. He says he needs Kirk's help. The Yangs are going to attack the village, and his phaser is almost drained. And I'm like, wait, you, you went in there, you fired a shot from your almost drained phaser because you said that they were oh. not allowed to make any messages, only to bring Kirk outside two minutes later and tell him to call the ship.
1: Yeah, because now he needs a message for himself, though. But he they, the message that, the message they were going to send was going to be a message of hey, help us. This message is going to be like, hey, this is what I want. The send. whole thing. So I'm going to ignore what I just said.
0: The whole thing. I, yeah,
1: it's contradictory. You just he yeah, wasted a I shot know. on
0: his low phaser to stop them from sending a message, just so he could force them to send a message. All about making a point because his phaser <laughs> is low message.
2: that he just wasted. Yeah. Well, he, it's, he it's also made a mistake of it's actually telling uh, Kurt that his phaser is low, like. You don't tell someone that yeah. you're low on ammo. Like, oh, hey, by no. the way, I only
1: got one or two shots yeah. left. Yeah, we, we need we need more. Yeah, We need, we need more weapons, yeah. He tells them the whole plan. That's kind of like the old school Uh, when the bad guy explains so whole plan to you before, right, right, while he got you trapped. But that writing. I'm going to do this and do that and do this. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what now? The like, writing was so bad. You gave him all the info. He could have burst in
0: yeah. without shooting the thing. Like, he's still got the phaser, yeah. but like, hey, don't do that. And then like, I don't know, unplug it or something. Like he's the guy with the weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take Kirk outside and make him call the ship. But he's like, no messages except for this one.
2: Look, he's been (laughs) busting through those doors left and right just to shoot something. Like I finally get to shoot something. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's just his thing. He just bursts through doors. So everybody on the ship hated him. It shoots people. Every every time he burst through a door on the ship, he just randomly fired a shot. <laughs> Nobody liked him. He was a garbage <laughs> captain. They were afraid to say otherwise. <laughs> he might bust through the door and shoot him. Yeah, he, uh, he wants new fresh phasers and uh, asks Kirk if he'll just stand there and let the Yangs kill him. And he wants to know if Kirk will fight if he puts a weapon in his hand. And Kirk says, he's like, look, we can all just beam up. Like, we can get out of here. And Tracy says that he just wants 10 phasers with three extra power packs each. So Kirk agrees, and he takes a communicator and he calls the Enterprise. Uh, Uhura answers, and Kirk tells her that she that he wants ten phasers beamed down with three extra power packs. But he didn't say three each; he just said three extra. Um, Uhura looks really confused, and so she turns to look at somebody else, but she just doesn't answer. So Tracy's like, "Hey, hey, say it again." It's like he's <laughs> a like he, he's like his, a five year old talking to his friend. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey." As, ask her again. Like, ask if you can stay the night. She's like, <laughs> the, the, she didn't hear you the first time. You got to ask it again.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so Kirk asks if they read him and Sulu answers. And he says that surely Kirk knows that that can't be done without verification. And I thought that there was going to be some kind of verification code given that Kirk was going to maybe, maybe signal that he was in trouble or something, but we don't know. It's,
2: it's old, but it checks
1: out. They'll accept it. I thought they're the not are. immediately dangerous would be the code. Like, but I'm saying not immediately dangerous. I thought that would be like the code yeah, word. Yeah, hey, It's crazy right Some now. Some protocol here. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tracy holds the phaser to Kirk's face, and uh, Kirk asks Sulu if they could do it if he was in danger, and Sulu says that they have volunteers standing by to beam down, and he asks what the situation is, and Kirk says the situation is not immediately dangerous, and he has the volunteers stand by, and then he just hangs up. Tracy's like, "Wow, you have a really well trained bridge crew." So Kirk hands a communicator back to him, but. When uh, Tracy goes to take it, Kirk knocks his phaser away and punches him in the face. And they fight for a second, and Kirk gets his ass kicked. So he takes off running. Again. And he dives, like, does a full on dive over a half wall, which I feel like was unnecessary because it could have taken, like, one step to his right and just completely gone around. Look, it. Well, you can dive hey, over a you know, wall but you got to do it. That was
1: actually a highlight.
0: Yeah. I wonder if there was supposed that to was have been a, a shot there. I wonder if he was supposed to be, like, dodging a, a phaser shot that they just didn't put in. I didn't. There was a phaser shot. Not when he jumped over the wall. There was when he jumped the behind the, the pot. Yeah. Yeah, but when he jumped over the wall, there was nothing. And and oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't I didn't pay I didn't attention nothing. to Tracy in the background to see if he was even there, if there was supposed to have been a shot. But I do know that, that is at least Kirk jumping over that wall. So that's cool. He did a little stunt himself. Uh yeah, then like he he keeps running and he dies behind a building and Tracy misses a shot with the phaser and he he hits and destroys like a, a big like jar or like piece of pottery.
1: Wasting shots, you yeah. know, because he's low. So,
0: uh Tracy catches up with Kirk and uh he goes to fire the phaser, but it's empty. If only he had not shot that yeah. machine, he would have had yeah, his one shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they see an axe there and they both go for it, but Tracy gets to it first, and Kirk is backed up against this cart with like baskets in it. And he just says, screw it, and jumps on Tracy as uh, Tracy approaches him with the axe. So Kirk's got him pinned to the ground, and suddenly they're surrounded by spears. And they look up, and they see the yang from the cell. Which actually, all this could have been avoided if they had just beheaded him, because he appears to be their leader or something.
2: Well, he is wearing the, the fanciest, like, sleeveless coat, so.
0: Yeah, he's got the vest. He best, the best.
2: Yeah. There you go. He's got the vest.
0: Uh, A little later, Spock and McCoy are being brought into a room with the Yangs, and uh, they get seated between Kirk and Tracy on a bench, and Kirk checks on Spock, and Spock says that he's weak, but he's not in difficulty, and McCoy says that he needs attention soon, and Spock agrees that he does need attention soon, but he says that their need to depart is more immediate. So Kirk hears people celebrating outside, and he says that if his ancestors were forced out of their cities and into the deserts and hills, and Spock kind of cuts him off, and he's like, yes, I understand what you're saying, and he continues his kirk's thought by saying that uh they would have learned to wear skins and adopt a stoic mannerism and learned how to use a bow and lance
2: i want to say really quick the cheering outside really threw me off i thought there was something wrong with my audio <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a little bit weird
2: like what is, like, <laughs> is yeah. there something wrong yeah. with like the audio so i was like I, I muted it really quick i'm like okay so it is coming from the tv like that's supposed to be there.
1: Yeah, they're just partying out there. Well, I'm assuming well, once you see them walking with the flag, I assume that people were walking through the through the city with the flag and it because they got it back. Yeah, that could be because they could, if, if you think about it, they were saying what was there was there now. They got the flag back. I assume when they had the flag over there. I thought there, they were just talking about their the land are so hard for in the flag. I
0: thought that they had the flag the whole time. They were just talking about the land is theirs, like it used to be theirs and now it's theirs again because they were fighting for that. City. Oh, I thought it
1: was the flag. I thought it was the flag because, like, my symbolism mind went crazy. And I thought, okay, there's a warrior race out there that's fighting f- so hard because they want their flag back, like American pride. So they're
0: just playing capture the flag?
1: Like, extreme <laughs> version? That's, that's what I assumed. I assumed that they, they were going crazy like that because they took their flag. Yeah. That's what I assumed. Maybe it's still land.
0: Yeah, but Kirk says that uh, they'd have lived like Indians and even looked like the American Indian. And, uh, he gives, uh, he says that this gives him an idea or he doesn't say it, but he makes that, I have an idea face and he sees some kind of connection between Yangs and Yanks. I don't know how he drew this connection. Uh, Spock is like, oh yeah, that means the Combs are communists. And he says the parallel is almost too close. And it would mean that they fought the war like Kirk's earth avoided and the Asiatics won and took over the planet. And Kirk says that if that were true, all the generations of the Yanks are fighting to regain their land. That's where I figured the land thing. And McCoy says that uh, he's like, Mm. tells Kirk that he's a romantic. And then uh, some guy comes in beating a drum. He's just beating this drum. And uh, for some reason, I don't know why this caught me off guard. I'm going to make an edit of this probably later today. But he's, so he's beating this drum. And you're like, okay, he's going to stop. And then he just keeps going. And then the main Yang gets up and it looks like he's going to speak. But then the drum guy starts again and just interrupts <laughs> he him. He not to read a room. <laughs> so I'm like, what is this? Like, Why does he keep drumming? Like, yeah. what is this? Um, so yeah, they yang or yank uh, from the cell. He stands up and uh, says that that which is theirs is theirs again. And it will never be taken from them again. And then the drummer starts drumming again. <laughs> and, and they they bring in the American flag with the weirdest zoom I have ever seen in this series. They zoomed in on the flag. But it wasn't like this was not a camera zoom. This zoom was done in post and it looks terrible. Yeah. It looks absolutely awful.
1: Also, they uh they broke the law, by the way.
0: Did the flag touch the ground? You're
1: not supposed to have a rip a rip. Well, they flag. don't know that. I feel like for them it's, a, it's a, okay. It's, it's a, probably it's a, their last it's a, one. It's against it's the, the No, even no, no, even like on TV like even TV wise. Oh I'm, no, I know I'm, I'm talking like, like some kind of rule. They, they
2: misstituted the constitution, so they're gonna definitely like not do the flag yeah. correctly.
1: No, you de- you definitely are not allowed to be displaying the flag in that kind of in that kind of. No, um, I, I, no I agree, you, of, but they um, don't know that. Condition. Yeah, well, I know that. Okay, <laughs> I know that. Therefore, the TV show should have been like, "Yo, we can not do this." it's like i in TV all the time.
0: TV movies always have ripped <laughs> up flags as long as they're disposed of properly. Oh, it, it's technically, uh,
1: technically all. If they're all illegal, by the way, it's all illegal. Yeah, we're not we're not, it not gonna we, enforce we, that. We, we're not we're, we're enforcing it. Okay, <laughs> the flag's in terrible condition. How dare you get a, get a needle and thread and fix that thing? Well, they do something. have high fashion, so there. I'll give you that. They
2: should have been able to fix the flag. You know what I'm, saying? You, I'm pretty sure the okay. sweatshirt
0: we were just given at work has a flag on the shoulder. I don't think it's allowed to be displayed on there either, but we did it. No flags on clothing. I know. But we, we, I, I'm just clarifying. You know, you're not
1: supposed to be doing that.
0: Yeah, so uh, Kirk and everybody else, they all stand up. We go to commercial break, and at this point, uh, my note says, I hate what this episode has become. What the fuck is any of this? Like, this is where it really went off the rails for me.
1: Yeah. And then, like, old dude doing his, le- okay, so we're about to get to, like, this whole speech this guy's giving, the bad guy can't remember his name, all of a sudden, Captain Captain Annoying, it's just dumb. Like trying to convince them, uh, dumb. I mean, yeah, Good going. I'm not-
0: but Tracy, uh after the commercial, Tracy tells Kirk that the Yangs can be handled and that together it would be easy. But he cautions Kirk and the others not to fight him there because he'll win, or they'll drag he'll drag them down with him.
2: What a dick move! I like, he, he just a bad guy, though. Well, I know, but like they told him, like, hey, dude, we can leave the planet. Like you don't have to be this way. He's just being unreasonable at this point. He wants to be immortal. Uh, But the head Yang announces himself as Cloud William.
0: Solid name, Cloud William. Uh, He says he is chief, also son of chief, guardian of the holies, speaker of the holy words, leader of the warriors, uh, master of disaster, first of his name, king of the Andals and the first men, lord of the seven kingdoms and protector of the realm. (laughs) He says that uh, many have died, but this is the last of the comb places and what is theirs is theirs again. 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 Uh, he says, or he goes to the flag and he pledges allegiance, but it's in kind of like a garbled language. It sounds like there might be a little bit of German in there, maybe a little bit of Latin. I don't know. Uh, but Kirk interrupts him and he says it correctly. And the others in the room, they all start mumbling. And a man tells Cloud that Kirk spoke the holy word. Cloud asks Kirk, uh, "Ask how Kirk knows many of their high worship words. And Kirk says that in his land, they have a tribe like him. And Cloud's like, well, where is your tribe? Kirk says, it's up there, one of the points of light they see at night. And uh, then another guy asks Kirk why he's there and if he was cast out. And uh, Kirk says that they're all confusing the stars with heaven. And he's honestly not doing a very good job of making it clear to them. He's like, I come from a light in the sky. Like, what do you think they're going to think, dude? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tracy says that Kirk was cast out. And he asks if they recognize the evil one motioning to Kirk saying that he's trying to trick them with their own sacred word, and he wants their god to strike him dead if he's lying, but he says that that won't happen because he
2: speaks for him, him being the capital H-him. Which would have been kind of funny like if a lightning bolt just flew down his truck (laughs) up. Just (laughs) smokes him. Dude, I thought
1: for a a split second, I thought, yo, it, it might happen. I thought second I thought that that would have been like the that would have been like the culmination of the best episode ever. Yeah. I'd have like, that would've saved the episode. Like I'd, I'd have lost my mind. Yeah. Like that was not it saved the whole episode. It would have saved the whole episode if that happened. Yeah. I think it would have. Uh so Cloud notes that
0: Tracy killed many Yangs. so, you know, good for him for recognizing. He's like, Why is this guy suddenly uh trying to be nice to me? And Tracy says that they tried to kill him. And Kirk tells Cloud that they're not gods or evil ones, but they're men, just like he is. So Tracy asks if a man could know their holy words and use them to trick the Yangs. And he goes to Spock and says that Spock is Kirk's servant and tells them to look at his face, his eyes, and his ears. And he asks if the Yang legends describe the servant of the evil one. So the guy that's hanging out with Cloud never gets a name. He uh, picks up a big old book and he hands it to Cloud. And Cloud just happens to open to the correct page that depicts a drawing of a person that looks like Spock. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Kirk asks them if all their faces look alike and if they can tell from uh from them which one of them is good or evil. And Tracy says that Kirk commands Spock and everyone has seen it and he offers more proof saying that Spock has no heart.
1: Why is Tracy doing this though? I don't get like why is this happening? Cuz he's
0: trying to save himself, I guess. I just
1: but I but but he just went to le- level like what is he doing yeah. though? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's like, like 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 what does it even matter? Like I don't get what what
2: going my, my, my guess is this is what I came to is that if Kirk and, if they end up going with Kirk that Tracy will have to go to like a Federation prison because he broke all all types of rules and he's trying to yeah. avoid that at all yeah, costs. Yeah,
1: I just yeah I just man I don't know just I got I got to gotta chill out. We got finished episode because man I <laughs> just a tad bit. I just I got a great rating for this episode. Just
0: woo. Uh, McCoy argues that Vulcans have different internal organs and Cloud orders Spock to be brought w- to him. So he does, and Cloud listens to Spock's chest and proclaims that he has no heart. Uh, The man with Cloud says that one of the men lies, and Cloud is wondering which one is which. So he says that if they kill the good, then the evil will still be there among them. So the guy that's with him offers a way, and he grabs a paper for, for Cloud to read, and Cloud hugs the paper, like he's just holding it to his chest, and he says that it's the greatest of holies. He says, the uh, chiefs and sons of chiefs may speak the words, but the evil one's tongue would surely turn to fire. He will begin, and he says that Kirk will finish. So then he says something in another language, which sounds a lot like Latin, but it's not. It's just uh, it's just trash language. It's nothing.
2: It sounded uh, like someone, like, when you're really drunk and you just kind of mumble all the words together.
0: Yeah. Just stumbling through it all. Uh Kirk says that the words are familiar, but he needs a moment to figure it out, but Tracy says that Kirk fears the words because his tongue would turn to fire, and he urges them to kill Spock unless he speaks so they can see if the words would burn him. So Cloud motions to someone, who then puts a knife to Spock's throat, and Kirk speaks up and says that he's got a better way, and he asks if their sacred book promises that good is stronger than evil, and a woman speaks up and says that it is written that good will always destroy evil. So we go a little bit later, and Cloud is uh, sticking a knife into the
1: floor, I mean, what is going on? Yeah. What happened to this episode? It's a, it's a knife. It's a death-ass knife fight. Like. Yep. Th- like, what's going on here? Yep. an indoors to the death knife fight. Dude, I just, like, what a cool idea. What a terrible placement. Like. Yeah. <sighs> six the knife on the floor and
0: declares that the fight uh, is done when one is dead. And Kirk and Tracy are standing across from each other, and their wrists are tied together, almost like in an arm wrestling kind of form.
2: I, I, so. I was, what was the old matches in uh, the WWF, like the, oh, the old Bowl. strap matches? Yeah, yeah, where they took like the rope. Yeah, the and-
1: sharp, oh, strap match. Yep. Yeah, the strap match. Yep, strap I remember match. that one. I like those. Ones. Yeah.
0: Uh, so McCoy tells Spock that he's found that evil usually triumphs unless good is very, very clever. And Cloud signals for them to start, and they begin the fight. And McCoy uh, tells Spock that they've got to do something. And Spock says that he's open to suggestions and the fight is mostly even at this point, they kind of throw some punches. They throw each other around, uh, some really weird things where they keep trying to push the other guy back away from the knife and then go to it. Like they forget that they're tied together. Like you can't push that guy away without you also going with him. So
2: I don't you, know what the hell they're trying to accomplish there. You know, at any point, do you, do you think Kurt had like any doubt that he was going to win? Or, like, Cause he was getting his ass kicked by this guy throughout the whole episode. Well, he knew that he had
0: plot armor and it had to kick in eventually. <laughs> knew, like my plot armor is eventually going to yeah. work. He knows he's that guy. So uh, Spock then starts awkwardly staring at a woman on the other side of the room.
1: Okay, go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> no, don't do it. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna hold my tongue right now because what is going on with this episode? giving to the
2: hungry eyes.
0: What are we doing? Well, Spock just remembered that he's telepathic. <laughs>
1: What are we doing here? Like, this has got to be the worst episode of, by far—the worst <laughs> oh, episode no, no, of this season, now. hands down. Okay, this is a thousand percent it. It just it it has so many cool things, ideas. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna take every idea I've ever had for any uh, any episodes, put them all together, all at the same time, and make jambalaya out of it." Like, "Yo, eat this. This is not good." Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now we got... So McCoy asks Spock what he's
0: doing, and Spock reveals that he's making a suggestion. And the, uh, the fight continues as they uh, get a little bit closer to the knife. And Tracy does get the knife, but they continue fighting. And the woman that Spock is staring down, she reaches down and grabs a communicator from the table that's next to her. And then she takes it over to Spock, and she opens it up. At this point, Kirk gets the knife from Tracy and holds it to Tracy's neck. And Cloud urges him to kill Tracy, and he says that it's written that good must destroy evil. But Kirk refuses, as we all knew he would, and instead he cuts the straps that bound them together. And then uh, Sulu and a couple of guards transport down to the room with their phasers drawn. And Sulu says that they picked up some communicator signals, but Kirk just cuts him off, and he's like, Yeah, we'll talk about that later. He's uh, <laughs> like, like, nobody, nobody wrote the dialogue
1: for this part. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything to say to you. And then he comes. In, they come in or whatever. Nobody freaks out. that somebody just no, yeah. materialized in front of you? Nope. Like, aren't you? Aren't you like an old savage? People, you don't realize people have materialized in front of you. You don't get on your knees, like, "Oh my gosh, the holy man." You don't have no reaction. Like you don't be like getting get dropped to your knees, start worshiping, like no reaction at all. Well, like was well,
2: like, he, "Oh yeah, look cool." He he, he kind of did though. He got down like. uh Yeah, 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 he did. But I know the rest of them did, but I I agree. If you saw someone just kind of appeared in front of you like that, you'd be like, holy shit, like there would be a reaction. If
1: if I was doing this record right now and somebody just came in front of me, I would freak out. I'd be like, yo, what (laughs) what the, what the, the, yo, what the, yeah, I'd be freaking out, screaming, oh God, what's going on? Like, come on, like I just. Man, Yeah. So I just don't... This episode, man.
0: Kirk hands the knife to one of the guards from the Enterprise and tells him to go free McCoy and Spock and to arrest Tracy. And nobody moves to stop him. All the people there are just like, yeah, we're just going to watch this happen. You're going to take our prisoners, whatever. Um, He approaches Cloud William, and uh, Cloud kneels to Kirk, and he says that he is a great god servant and that they are his slaves. So Kirk tells him to get up and face him. So he does. Cloud says that when Kirk could not answer the or would not answer the holy words of the uh, Ednista, he doubted him. Uh, Ednista, I think is what he called it. Uh, Kirk says that he didn't recognize the words because Cloud said them so badly and without meaning. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you talked like an idiot and I didn't understand what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> God, you didn't have to insult the man like that. Look, he's not having a good day. He's been hitting the yeah. head multiple times. He's, he's double concussed at this point. Uh, so he goes to this chest that contains their papers and uh, a man tries to stop him and says that only the eyes of a chief can see them. Like you were literally just declared this man a God and you're saying that only a chief can see these well, papers. Only, not God. chiefs
1: can look at it. Oh yeah. man,
0: I just. Uh, Kirk says that it wasn't written for chiefs. He says that among his people, they carry many such words as that from Woo. many lands and many worlds. And many are. Oh, we the people. Let's
1: just say it. Let's just, let's just solve for everybody. Let's throw Constitution in there too. Let's throw the American flag and Constitution. What about the Bill of Rights? Let's throw that in there too. I mean, let's just let's just do everything. Constitution, Bill of Rights. Let's just throw everything in there. Why not? Just he American says, flag. Uh, what what else American can we throw? Let's throw everything in there. Let's just throw it all.
0: Many are equally good and are as well respected, but wherever they have gone, no words have said the thing of importance in quite that way. And he says, to look at the three words written larger than the rest and with special pride never written before or since. They are tall words proudly saying, we the people. And I was like, oof, that's a slightly different uh, meaning in today's political climate. <laughs> we We the people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we the people. Yeah, you yeah. you
0: generally see that on big ass pickup trucks these days. <laughs> and it is not for equality. Uh but he says uh, that that which they called the Ednista is not written for the chiefs or the kings or warriors or the rich or powerful, but for all the people. And, again, missed the mark in, in, uh, in today's time. Uh, he says that uh, they've slurred the meaning of the words. And he reads the – I'm not going to go through it. He reads the entire first part of the Constitution. And he says that the words were not written for only the Yangs, but for the Combs as well. And they must apply to everyone or they mean nothing. This is one of my favorite parts of this episode – Is he's like, do you understand, Cloud? And Cloud's like, no, I do not fully understand. (laughs) But the holy words will be obeyed. (laughs) It's just like, I don't have a clue what you said, but I'm going to listen to you. but, But yeah, yeah. You smart, me not. Yeah. So Kirk gives him back his papers and then he goes to Spock and McCoy And uh, Spock says, that there's no questioning Tracy's guilt, but he wonders if their involvement also constitutes a violation of the Prime uh, Directive, and yes, yes, the fuck,
1: it does. Yes, it does. Yes. Yes, sir.
0: Uh, Kirk says that they merely showed them the meaning of what they were fighting for. Liberty and freedom have to be more than just words. And he says the fighting there is over, and they should leave them to discover their history and their liberty. But Before they all leave, Kirk stops and he takes a big old cheesy look at that flag and gives a big old dumb smile. And then he walks away and they leave that planet forever, hopefully. And we leave this episode forever, hopefully.
1: Oh my goodness. I would like to go first this time. Please, but, Paul. I'm, to go to. I'm eager okay. to hear why you liked this Boom. episode. <laughs> Trash. This episode was so bad. It was written bad. It was filmed bad. It was edited bad. It was bad, bad, bad. Story bad. I don't know, just... But at, for it was... I'm more annoyed about this episode because like there were so many good ideas in here ruined by putting too many ideas in here. Like this is too much. Gene Roddenberry, sir. Uh, Is he still alive? I'm not sure if he is. No, he's not. Um, Okay, good. Okay. He can't hear this rant. How dare you? How dare (laughs) you put this in a, this into a season that's had so many great episodes. You just, you just put everything in here, man. it, It was just too much. Like, it's, it's just way too much. I do have one good thing to say about the episode. The costume design once again was on point. The costume designers of this uh, show are still on point. The the production designers are still on point. Like I said, like um, the design, the costume design and design of the the background and everything like that. And the whole arrangement was awesome. Like that's the one thing they they always seem to hit right. But the story was just it was bad. Like like out of ten, I get this. I'm gonna give it a two. <laughs> like would I ever watch it again, uh, maybe to laugh at it, don't <laughs> see that maybe it was so bad. Like I like terribly bad things. Sometimes like to watch things that are really were bad. Like, I'd watch it, but like, oh, this is just bad at the same time. Like if you give me, I don't know, an hour in the, in the, a stream like this, I could edit this episode to make it a irrele- rele- lot better. There was good things there at the same time. Like it was bad. Yeah. I just, no,
0: um, no bad. It started out so good with the, the crystal like people getting turned into crystals and the virus. And it, and then I finally got, see if you guys remember, I don't know if it was this season or last season, but I had talked about how I wanted to see how a captain just basically went to a planet and took it over for his own gain. And we kind of got a part of that, but it was for such yeah. a stupid, stupid reason. And like, it just, it started off with so much promise. And then it ended up being the worst episode of star Trek. I think throughout both seasons so far, I, I will say that this is the worst one that I've seen. For all of the reasons that we've already listed, I don't have to go into it again. It was terribly written. I'm disappointed in Gene Roddenberry's writing. And I'm also disappointed that it's very likely that no one felt comfortable enough to challenge him on this. And instead, they just went with it. Because it's his show. I feel like it's one of those things where there were probably several people that went, this is awful and we don't want to do this. None of this makes any sense. Or at least I hope that there were people that realized that uh but then nobody just did anything about it. Yes. Awful episode, probably the worst I've ever seen.
1: You know when people put messages inside something for no reason? Yeah. Like they like it's a like this one when they's got to shove a message yeah. in your mouth it's, about America, America, yeah. America, it's, it's, you know? It's, it's, and like it's like
0: masturbatory yeah. shit for patriots is what this is. Yeah, just yeah, and it
1: just it was really bad. Like, yeah.
0: Yep, we we love that their constitution and we love that their flag. <laughs> like that's
2: yeah. that's what we got. Uh, Dan? Actually, I feel quite different from uh, you guys on this (laughs) episode. Um, I do agree that they didn't really need, like, the war part in it. Like, that was kind of overdoing it. And I'll admit the ending was kind of corny, but I actually kind of liked it. I like, you know, as an American, I like the flag. I do like the Constitution. I think we're better than every other country in that regards. Do we got government, or do we got horrible people... In our government? Absolutely. But those aren't the ideals of the Constitution in America. Those are just bad people. So I was mm. kind of glad to see something like that, because we need more patriotic stuff. You, Whatever country you ha- hail from, you should be proud of your country. Mm. So, me personally, I enjoyed it. Was it corny? Absolutely. But... I, I didn't hate that episode. Ooh, I, I everybody wouldn't put
1: pooed it in. My, he's a giddy up guy. I, I wouldn't he put it in like up. my
2: top 10, but it wasn't god awful.
1: Oh, I'm so disappointed in you right now, Dan. God, it, <laughs> it was awful. No, it, it was awful. No, it sir. wasn't
2: bad. It wasn't bad. It was
1: awful. It I was think so just bad. the
2: writing
0: itself was terrible. Even yeah. if you separate it yeah, from the, yeah. the unnecessary patriotic bullshit that they stuck in there, stuffed in there. I think that just from a writing perspective, it's not a good episode. I think there was, they tried well, to do too much. I feel like they had too many ideas and tried to put them all into one episode.
1: Well, it, it, I agree with your patriotic thing though, Dan, I I, I do think that's good to have that. But that's not my issue with the episode, the patriotic thing. My issue is it was shoved in here. Extra ne- unnecessarily. If they do an episode like this and make it all about patriotic or whatever, and make and make it more cohesive, then I'll I'll support the episode. But issue was it was thrown in here, just thrown in. I, there. I will say as like another thing. I, I will rather say I, than, I believe in the, the world
2: of Star Trek. Uh, I uh, obviously different history, but I believe the whole Earth is under one government. Yeah, like, there is so. no American flag. There's no like any other flags. It's like a, a basically a federation. So it's kind of surprising that those ideas would still exist in a, a one world government.
0: Right. And, and even like to, the, not even just to that end, but I'm, I'm going to ask you guys something that I thought about several times toward the end of this. Where did they
2: get that flag? Yes. Well, that was like, where did they get the constitution, the flag? Like this, it wasn't, this brought, planet, it wasn't brought from the ship, the other ship probably. Cause no, this
0: planet just happened to develop completely separately from earth at a completely different time, probably thousands or hundreds of light years away, and just so happened to have the
1: same constitution, well, the
0: same I, flag, and the same I, ideals I, I before they went well, to they war. They
1: never said that this is the first time visiting that planet, though. They never said that. They no, never said this planet hasn't been visited before before, and before, right? But, but they
2: if, it, if have, it was visited, though, those things should never have been exposed to them. And that was kind of my one complaint about the episode brain, and was that, like, how did they get this?
0: Right. And you think about the fact that, okay, uh, Their space travel thing for the Federation is a recent thing. That's why Kirk and crew are out doing what they're doing. They have people on their planet that are over a thousand years old. And those people are only a thousand years old because of the several hundred years of the immunizing agent that happened from the biological warfare before they were born. So you're talking probably a few thousand years before uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Tracy and his crew got there all of this stuff was present like it was a normal civilization they had the american flag they had the constitution they had the bible thousands of years before we made contact with them so they developed along with us they developed for
2: us the same stuff was it also like that just makes the odds even worse there was
1: a better way to do i think if they had sent like if they had like a show like a probe at crash like a uh, probe at crash landed on the planet but even then american flag on it their, and then they could have been they, like oh then they could have praised them and then they could have had some kind of like information about the society or whatever then they adopted it that might be something better for them didn't, to do then we have an at episode not time too time, long ago
2: like, where uh the the race was inspired by some type of literature also yeah the, 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 the mafia, mafia
0: one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but but that's because the federation brought that there but like right. this civilization was thousands of years before ours if you look at their yeah. timeline of their like their war and how old their people are, and that it took generation of so, so maybe of we're an outshoot of them. Yeah, that, maybe, that would be
1: more. Maybe likely. maybe they existed it, and then they 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 traveled the earth, and maybe we're we're actually their descendants. Yeah, that would be I much more likely like than us, us
0: influencing them.
2: Yeah, I, like I said, that's yeah. the one the one place I do really agree with you on that, Brandon. Is like how the hell they get that. And, yeah, and, there's, and there's no way say, they developed good, it. Thank goodness, like they didn't get 1984 or Animal Farm. Because God, <laughs> imagine how bad the society would be if they had that. Oh
1: man, they would, dude. They would have had an amazing society. Have you read uh. Animal Farm?
2: <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, dude, you got to read Animal Farm. It's it's a messed up book.
1: Wait a minute, huh? You know, I'm thinking about Animal House. Oh, it's animal okay, I'm it's my animal. animal House.
2: Fair difference, yeah.
1: <laughs> slight difference, yeah. My brain, my brain literally went to togas and in in college parties. That quick. <laughs> well, see, then they would be that a is peaceful a different society. Yeah. But, yeah right. I don't know what animal farm is actually. And,
2: and the Yanks already kind of got the outfits going on for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't
0: know. Um, I do know that the next episode is episode 24, <clears throat> the
1: ultimate computer. Data. The Enterprise is used to test the new. M5 computer. All right. Is this is so this the sure origin of,
2: of data from uh, the next generation?
1: Right. I'm assuming some AI comes in, does AI things, and, you know, takes over, does something Did bad. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, go wrong, to know, yeah. I, I, I appreciate
2: that they had the foresight in the 60s like, dude, AI is going to be a problem in the future. So we're going to tackle this now.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to add without just adding unnecessary runtime to this because we're already at like an hour and forty-ish minutes. Um, Oops. But yeah, that's that's all I have on this one. Uh, thank you, everybody, was terrible. for listening Boom. and for sitting through that episode with us. And uh, we will uh, see you guys on the next one.
2: Later. Later.